We would like to dedicate this episode to Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, the Alto Belli family, everyone that uh, we unfortunately lost in the helicopter crash and all of the families that have been affected by that tragic incident. It's been a very, very difficult week. Um, we've all been reeling from it. However, if anyone you know, needs to talk, needs a laugh, needs anything, uh, the busy boys are here for you. A very, very tough loss for our culture. You know, Kobe was an athlete, but he was an indelible part of all of the culture, um, relevant musically. And so, you know, this has been a very, very difficult loss for us, and we're here for anyone. That said, live from Cerebral Sound Studios, it's Stay Busy with the boy Penn Wallace, a.k.a. Armand Sadler. What up, what up, y'all? Yes, sir. We back, we back, we back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. I am the host, Armand Sadler, vegan chorizo poppy, three mile Monday poppy. I do it all, baby. I'm here with my <laughs> guy, my favorite person. How you feeling, brother? What up, y'all? How you feeling? How you feeling? My name is Nick Early, co-hosting, executive producing, doing all of the stuff for Stay Busy. Big hats. Get, <laughs> hats. We wear our hats. We like our hats, man. Beanie boys, snapback yes, boys, dad hat boys. All of that. Uh, I want to give a shout out to anyone tuning in, first time listeners, returning listeners, regardless of what platform you use, where you're listening, what type of socks you have on, what angle Probably you might be thing. sitting or laying in. That cotton is necessary. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, you need that thanks. warm cotton. Regardless of how you like your eggs, scrambled, fried, poached. 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 <laughs> we, we got the poached this week. How you like your steak, medium well, rare, you know, you, you, whether you like that red or you just like it burnt or whatever. People whatever like it mooing still. I don't like all that. That's yeah, no, no. Nah, nah. we, we can't see the heart pumping. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of what shampoo or conditioner you use, whether you prefer Snickers or Twix, Nick was struggling with this one. Do you have a decision on that? Bro, I feel like, okay, Snickers more, like I eat Snickers more consistently, like, but okay. Twix hit, like Twix are hitters. Now, have you tried the Snickers and Twix ice cream bars? Huh? Oh, the, oh, each individually. Yeah. I thought like they mixed it. it. Yo, I, I mean, like, what? That would be incredible. Woo, no, I've had, I've had the Snickers one. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had the Twix the one. The Twix one is hard. It's like, like that. I, I like the Twix one. The Twix ice cream better. I think I would also agree the Snickers, like just regular chocolate bars. Better right, though. right. Um, and whatever your zodiac sign is, I personally don't subscribe to the astrology thing, but <laughs> cancer season, I guess. So. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know anything about it. I just know I'm a sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Uh, shout out to anchor, <laughs> our distribution platform. If you do not know, anchor will distribute your podcast for free, uh, to all the platforms you would like to use. And they also offer some sponsored ads, regardless of what your listenership is. So get active, get potting. want to shout out our guy, Beauregard. He engaged in our Twitter poll today. Yeah, uh, Beauregard. Asked, Claps to him. He's just trying to figure out, you know, if, if y'all remember all the teas Nick Nick was drinking. So he, he rattled off that <laughs> oolong black tea. Um, and he also just put a project out called Silence of the Lamb. So check that out. That's uh, pretty, that. pretty, it, pretty dope. Want to give uh, big love to my brother, Alex, from Need to Know Podcast. Yeah. 
Claps for him. He joined our IG Live conference call this week where we uh, recapped the Grammy winners. Um, we had a dope conversation about R&B and how he's inspired by Savon to wear beanies. And they actually hated on each other when they were in college together. So <laughs> it's great to see them come from that to working together That's and fascinating trailblazing. Uh, shout out to all of the Grammy winners and nominees. Uh, was tuned in Sunday. Really, yeah. really enjoyed the show. I was actually um, on double duty watching that and the Royal Rumble at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So it was tough, but, but I did it, man. I, I did it. You. No, no, it was it was a good show. I, I fell asleep at one point because I was just so tired, but. Um, I fell asleep towards the end, but I saw, I, I really enjoyed the performances, um, somewhere it was just, I, I mean, it was kind of one of those things that because, you know, the Kobe thing, yeah. it, nobody was really, I wasn't fully invested. I, right. Everyone's mind was elsewhere. Yeah. And, um, but I think, you know, they still rose to the occasion and did some things, but there were some, there were some moments that we were like, oh, we'll get into well, it. Yeah, exactly. We'll get into it. And I want to shout out my guy, Greg Alexander Shaka with the photography, walking around, yeah. making us look handsome, working the magic. That's my big brother right there. So yes, thank you for joining us, man. Of course, got to give big love to Cerebral Sound Studios, my guy, John, with the mixing and the mastering. Today is a very, very special day for us, uh, for me. If you guys know me, <laughs> yeah. you know, besides Stay Busy, my favorite podcast is the Joe Budden Podcast. If you tune in today around the 11 minute, 30 second mark, uh, you'll hear them shouting out the award that we gave to Savon Slater last week for employee of the week. It's definitely a very, very funny conversation, um, but I truly appreciate them recognizing us, recognizing him. Right. Um, it's, uh, it, was, it was a big step for me. Um, I've got a huge smile on my face right now. I've been fighting yeah. back tears of joy. So yeah. uh, love to them. We need that. We need that. Yeah. And I'll shout out them for, because they didn't have to do that. They you did know not. What I'm they didn't have to do that. Nah. Um, so, yeah. We're very appreciative. Very appreciative. Many that. claps. All right. So let's get into the chat, man. We had uh, we got a couple things to get into. So, all right. So if there's two women on this podcast that you know we love, it's <laughs> Snow Allegra <laughs> and Kaylani. Facts. This My week, babies. this week, we got a new record from uh, Justin Bieber featuring Kaylani called Get Me. Right. I, I really, really loved it. Ooh, um, it's hot. I loved Bieber in that soulful R&B bag. Kehlani fit in very, very well. She, she always just comes in and takes a song to the next level with, with her melodies, with her voice, mm-hmm. with, with the writing that she does, the content. So, she does, man. Yeah. She, she, she gets me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I always, like I said, that pocket that we have Bieber in, people forget. Like, Bieber is, is talented. Yeah. Forget everything you've heard in pop culture scene, his life, anything like that. Bieber is talented. He sings, he mm-hmm. dances, and he plays instruments, y'all. Like, yeah. The man is is a really talented dude. And so I'm excited to see him coming back into the music game and getting back to what he does, that yeah. bread and butter stuff. So, man, this track is crazy. So go run it if you haven't heard it. It's Get Me, Bieber featuring my lovely Kaylani. Yeah, and you can also look forward to the Yummy remix featuring Summer Walker. I believe that's coming out next week. Um, I'm personally very, very excited about that. I, I, yeah, I know I also really, really like Summer. Um, What's your honest opinion of Yummy? Like, I like the song. I did. Right. Oh, right. I, I like the song. Uh, it, I, that's that's really all it is. Like yeah. I, I enjoy it. It's 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 simple. It's safe. You can say, but yeah. it's, it's catchy. And it's like we talked about a couple weeks ago on the half and half. Like it's got that. It's got that kind of repetitive right. type thing where you know the recollection, the Connected retrieval, to, all that yeah, you know, episodic, the episodic memory. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I'm 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 personally looking forward to the to the Yummy remix. Um, I feel and that. if anyone you know isn't and they have a problem with me looking forward to it, we we can talk about it. I'm you know I'm always down to talk. <laughs> uh, we also got a leak from Drake. I don't know if it's called a leak. It's it's SoundCloud release. People call a it a leak. I'm yeah. doing air quotes right now. A leak. A yeah. Leak. Uh, desires <laughs> Drake and Future. You know we've been talking. Uh, they've been talking, teasing possibly a collab project coming for a few months. 
Um, the song dropped. It was probably the only song I listened to yesterday, to be honest. Like I had it, <laughs> I had it on repeat. That joint is hard because a lot, a lot of people's complaint about the collab project between Drake and Future was that it felt rushed. And, and they said they made it in seven days and they were both touring. So that kind of limits how creative you can be. And, you know, so this song sounds like something that they really came together, constructed. It's more melodic because people prefer yeah. Future doing the melody stuff they over like the, rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, Drake's melodic stuff is just undeniable. Yeah. So those two coming together, being a little toxic, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> doing it works. what they do best. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed that record. If you haven't heard it yet, I would I would definitely say check that out because you got desires. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but anywho, uh, Grammy recap, Grammy recap. So a couple things to discuss there. Uh, Billie Eilish, she came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Bigly. And racked up. Big Major awards, like wow. awards people didn't think she would get. Like uh, album of the year, record of the year, song of the year. And best new artist. Best new artist. She, she, sweeped, the, she sweeped the overalls. Yeah. And then got best new artist. Yeah. And she might have got another one too. It was like, oh, pop. she, I think, uh, yeah, pop, something. Pop solo. She, she, she cleaned up. Yeah. The point is, she cleaned up. I mean, we haven't, what was the last time we had a sweep? It was uh, Bruno, right? Yeah. The last time we had a sweep from the, all the overall categories. Mm. Oh, wow. I mean, I saw people, I think generally, I, I mean, I haven't looked too deep into it, but I don't think people were as up in arms as they were um, with like a Bruno, with the Bruno situation. I think people were still shocked that she yeah. won all of them. I think there's a lot of people that still don't know who she is too. Exactly. A yeah. lot of people, I mean, a lot, I had a lot of conversations with people who said, I was like, who is this little girl winning all these awards? And then they ran, they're like, oh, yeah. then, then I ran her music and I was like, oh, she, she's dope. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I'm really, I'm happy for them. Like I said, that they're like that homegrown um, sort of thing with the brother and sister dynamic, making r- music in their bedroom, Yeah, you know, just kind of making it. And I think that's, it shows for all those people who are out there making music in your room, just keep making the highest quality music that you can make mm-hmm. and you can do things with it. And so, um, I'm excited for her. And also, I mean, they were very gracious and humble as they were accepting the awards. You yeah. Know, they, there was this point where literally like it was, and the nominees are, and the winner is, and Billy's like, please not me, please not yeah. me, please not me. Because I, it's also interesting. I think that in the culture and Twitter and whatnot, it was almost as if she, not that I don't think she was afraid to win because of what, people would have said about her mm-hmm. winning or that she didn't deserve to win because she, you know, she got nominated. She deserved to be there. Bad guy Absolutely. was a huge track. Um, and her, her project was really good, but it's more so from the fact of like, you know, feeling like, you know, spread the love everyone else out here too. These are my, some of my heroes. And she had said, you know, that, um, people she's excited to even be in the category with that. They should have got some love too, but yeah, I, I think my thing there is like, I saw a couple people saying like, Oh, is, is she really that good? Like, who is this? And it's like, well, if you don't know, but she's getting these awards, find out, right? Go listen. Exactly. And your mind might change. And even if it doesn't change, at least you're aware, like at least you can understand mm-hmm. and beyond listening to the music, look up her numbers. Cause her numbers, Oh, they speak for themselves. totally justify why she got the nominees and ended up winning quite literally. Yeah. So, man. Tyler's performance, how would you feel about it? I saw Tyler live in Vegas when I went to Day in Vegas. It was incredible. I've, yeah. I've never been the biggest Tyler fan. I've, I've recently, yeah. I've gotten more into him. Me too. But yeah. that performance is like, oh, nah, he's like that. Like so that, yeah. seeing him on the Grammy stage, I was like, well, this I I expect nothing less. So yeah. It was tough. Killed I, it. I mean, the opening with with Charlie Wilson and Boyz II Men. Bro. Like, are you kidding me? Like a like a, almost a barbershop version of uh, Earthquake. Earthquake, yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, he's he's off. He's a little more artistic. Like, you have to look into things. It's not a face value um, presentation when you see Tyler. It's going to be something that is the next level deeper. So you got, always got to, like, reflect on it. And I think that's great. We need artists that, of course, just deliver it to us straightforward. But we need artists who challenge our thinking and creative um, 
mechanism. Absolutely. Yeah. So Demi Lovato, that was one that I was awake for. Mm. Um, it moved me because, you know, we, that's something we don't talk about is, you know, she is fortunate to be here right now because, you know, she, she, uh, last year, people don't know she OD'd, um, she struggled with addiction, her most, a lot of her career. And so she's now finally on the out of it. And I think it was a really powerful moment that people haven't really talked about. Well, some people were talking about it, but I think within our community, we need to talk about too, um, is that she started the song and was automatically emotional and started crying and then had to restart the song. And of course, that's a huge no-no, but I think it was one of those moments where it was like, wow, we need to understand the gravity of what is happening right now. Yeah, This girl, is in, this song was about you know her uh, coming out of that whole addiction um, situation and the song is like, you know, saying like, does anyone hear me kind of thing is like, you know, talking, I'm, I'm, I'm screaming for help, but is anyone listening? And so I think it was a real powerful moment for us to um, see. And so shout out to Demi. For sure. Yeah. My, my young boy, Lil Nas X, he, uh, he had Big Nas come out and perform with him. I thought that was a really, really dope look. Shout out to him. He won um, best pop duo group performance. Um, but I really think, you know, getting a Nas cosign, even if, you know, people don't love the record, even if Nas's verse wasn't the best verse he's ever done, I think just having that, like, Nas come down and be like, yo, I'm I'm going to get on this record with you. Yeah. Like, that's that's such a crazy look for him. And there's so many people who have been doubting, you know, Lil Nas X's longevity, his ability to make music. But, you know, connections and working with people who are talented can ultimately help you to become better. So, I mean, exactly. we don't know what will come from him and Nas on this remix. They might not ever work together again, but I think... You know, that put him uh, on, on, well, not that it put him on people's radars, but I think that earned him a bit more respect. It is a respect thing, yeah, yeah. purely. Like exactly. we said, in cosigns, you know, this is about that social proof of like, oh, someone I like, you know, one of these greats likes this dude, so maybe I should take a listen. Exactly. Nipsey Hussle, the tribute was absolutely powerful, um, moving. Meek, Meek Mill, someone tweeted, you know, Meek Mill is so incredible about rapping about pain. And that that his verse really really hit. Like, yeah. If if you if you haven't heard "Letter to Nipsey" Meek Mill featuring Roddy Rich, absolutely check that out. That's a very very moving song. And Nipsey also walked away. Well, uh, walked away with the best rap rap song. No, best rap best rap song performance. Yes. And best rap performance yes. for, for "Racks in the Middle." Best rap performance, and then best rap song for uh, "Higher." Higher John yeah. Legend and DJ Khaled. So shout out to him. Uh, you know that they gave him his flowers. We love to see it. Um, we love that. Rest in peace to Nipsey. Roddy was especially excited about it. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's it's beautiful, man. Prince Tribute oh, by God. Usher. What's your, what's your thoughts, bro? These are my thoughts. Um, Here's the reason. I felt like... I felt... I felt... I felt... I felt like... We were talking about earlier, like Shaka was saying, it felt like a Michael tribute. Mm-hmm. more than a Prince tribute because really when you see these tributes at these award shows, it's like, it's theatrical. It's Usher coming in from here and then it's this person walking in from there and this person catching him mid-sentence and finishing the lyric and this person dancing and then all of them together kind of doing something. It was a very like flat tribute. Right. It was very flat. All he did was really sing the songs. I mean, there was no, there was no crazy graphics. I didn't see nothing. It wasn't big. Right. It wasn't like, oh, this is a Prince thing. And we were talking about like some other people who would have been great to include. Uh, her was there that night. She would have been great to include. Miguel, include him. You know what I'm saying? Seems like the Include pick. Janelle Monet. These obvious Prince, um, I won't say duplicates, but people who are obviously inspired by Prince and we can see Prince in their artistry. Yeah. Duh. Like these are almost no-brainers. Like, like 
And maybe they weren't available. I don't know what the situation was. But then they could have found some other people too. So right. sure. But anyways, y'all. And we gotta give a big shout out to Coffee, 19 years old. The, yeah, claps for her. Claps for her. She won Best Reggae Album at the Grammys this year. Uh, the, she's the youngest person and the first woman to win that award uh, for Rapture. So shout out to her. That's that's major. Very, was, very major. That was big. I'm glad for her. Absolutely. All, All right. right. Man, what you what you sipping on today, bro? You know, I'm sipping a little bit of uh, golden chai tea. Mm, you know, okay. Golden chai. People, right. I love me some chai. Chai is fire. Um, you know, it's typically high in caffeine, so it gets you going on these these mornings like this, um, it's good for immune system support as well as alleviates nausea. If you're ever feeling nauseous, sip on some chai tea. Typically, you know, in our communities, like, go get, drink some water or <laughs> go get some ginger ale or something like that. But ginger ale is medicine. It, it is medicine. Yeah. I, I like it to drink it too. Absolutely. But it's yeah. medicine for Absolutely. Really, like my stomach feeling. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, what's in our coffee today? Our half and half for this week is why we need MTV now. More Than Ever by Robert Dean. So this is an article um, talking about, it's on consequenceofsound.net. And he was talking about basically how MTV way back in the day was a hub for people to come and experience things together. So people would watch MTV, MTV, uh, yo, MTV raps, right? Mm-hmm. And they would see the latest uh, music video or anything like that. And it was a really, it was a platform for the underground to come out and show the world what they had to offer. Right. And he goes on to talk about a little bit more, basically how like we engage with the content, but we don't provide the same talking pieces culturally than we used to experience through MTV. Our discovery is passively, you know, it's mainly um, our, our discovery process is, is passive at this point. And there is no uh, centralized hub that plugs us in to seek out these new things. Um, that was my words. That wasn't the quote. But um, so his quote here that's really interesting. He says, quote, musically has traditionally defined us. We make friends based on the shared love of records. A good party song can take us back to a magical night while a sad country song can make a quiet dive bar feel much lonelier. With the current situation today, we have a lot of parentheses, too many question mark and close parentheses choices. But we're short on those shared cultural experiences. Musical discovery waves aren't happening like they once did. Everything is a niche market. And I think this is an interesting point to say. Like, when we discover new artists now, it's kind of like we find them in these niche markets. Yep. Like you, either you watch Color, shout out Yano, and you find new artists there. They're doing great things there to find, you know, discover and break new artists. Yeah. Or you're going on whatever other platform. You're using your Spotify discover algorithmic playlist to find new music, right? But I think this is talking about how music videos and the uh, – the mechanism, the platform that MTV had for music videos were moving them, uh, the culture, moving the music forward. So there's another quote they had said, quote, there are blogs curated to taste and algorithms that help us discover similar artists, but the shared cultural experience of the music video, not knowing what would come next, the charisma of the host, and all these things played a role in the growth of the music, and that there's value to that magic, end quote. I find that really interesting, especially when they go on to talk about the different segments that MTV used to have, like Headbangers Ball, Yo, MTV Raps, Alter, uh, alternative nation and 20 uh 120 minutes they speak towards these uh these segments or these channels kind of not channels these segments having ability to foster a community uh that people are watching you know yeah. what i'm saying like dope you know, watch the movie dope mm-hmm. literally like in the movie the character talks about how they were obsessed with yo mtv raps yeah like, that was the thing that they like got all their culture from they got the how to dress you know all those sort of things and so it's really, I pose this question to you and to the audience as well. 
with all the options for streaming and specialized channels, do you think a music-driven version of MTV could make a cultural comeback and would people adopt it? Well, they tried to bring TRL back a couple years ago. Um, I tuned in. It was cool. Uh, my boy Lawrence Jackson was, was one of the hosts that they, um, yeah. that they brought. Shout out to Lawrence. Shout out to Lawrence. Um, didn't really seem like it was like too crazy, though. Like I feel like we're just in a really different space. And that's not an indictment against the host or MTV. I just think we're different consumers. We've been conditioned to do things differently. Like that's why something like a 106 in park, I, I don't think it would be the same because yeah. people aren't coming home and watching TV much anymore. Like exactly. they're, and that's they're on it. Netflix, they're on Hulu, exactly. they're on their apps. Like it's a very, very different experience. So yeah, I, I mean in, in an ideal world. Yeah. I think for the sake of nostalgia, just cause I can remember coming home, excited to watch 106 in park every course, day in rap city. Yeah. Rap city. But I, I, I don't know these days and it's, it's unfortunate, you know, it's, I think it's purely based on how we are engaging with content it has changed completely and it's not centralized anymore like you know we don't watch tv so yeah anyways that's my half and half i would love to hear y'all thoughts on twitter engage with us when we talk about for this week talk to us baby all right let's get into <laughs> let's get into the employee of the week i want to shout out taylor crumpton yeah, taylor Taylor refers to herself as the hot girl journalist. Yes. She has bylines in Pitchfork, Paper Magazine, Marie Claire, Revolt, MTV News, OK Player, and many, many more. Maybe you've heard of them. This month, she's a guest editor at Them. It's a publication catered towards the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and she is seeking out pitches from black queer writers. So uh, follow her on socials. We'll, we'll be posting her on Wednesday. And you can connect with her and possibly get yourself a, a low byline. It's, it's time. And also, Zora Mag named her one of the 10 black women writers who you should read right now. That's major. Yeah, maybe you should pay attention, y'all. That is extremely major. So shout out to Taylor Crumpton. Woo-hoo! Taylor! All right. I know what time it is. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. Slideys. Y'all know what time it is. So this week, I am going to play Fifth Story. This is uh, by Common featuring Lake Kelly. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. And this is produced by Kareem Riggins, Bernice Travis, and Samora Pinderhughes. They dated three years before they got married. Live next door to my homeboy, Mary. Right in South Shore where the bodies get buried. Her family Jamaican, she nice with the curry. Like Steph, she stepped back and splashed spices. Kit Kats and cakes was her vices. Vanilla icing with the strawberry. She was lactose, so she rarely ate dairy. Her husband named Terry knew where to get the good cake. Vegan, black owned for the hood sake. Today was one of them days she couldn't wait. And she got off work a little late. Short cake after a long day. The smell of perfume in the hallway. Terry opened the door like, what up, bae? Nigga acting like it's just another day. She dropped her bags, quickly kissed them. She was on a mission, went straight to the kitchen. Looked at the cake and noticed it was different. Thinking to herself, why this nigga get this one? Opened the box, there was two pieces missing. Is it just suspicion or a woman's intuition? Terry moved positions to give her a hug. Right then, she noticed lipstick on the mug. This motherfucker, supposed to be the nigga that loved ya. If he did this, that's fucked up you know we gon' lie like russia now i got a spy asked a few things and he did reply 
That was Fifth Story by Common featuring Lake Kelly 47. Apologies for the mistake in the name. Uh, man, Common to me is one of the elite storytellers in rap. You remember the song Testify from like oh, 2005? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. it, and the beat there, it's, it's, it's kind of like haunting. Like, it it's, is very it, haunting. It, it, it creates that aura. It's like, yo, what am I about to hear? And then he just he gives you those details and like, you know, some, some people just come out with stuff like too, too soon, but like Common really paints the picture. Oh, he, of course. He paints the room, like gives you all, all those little nicks and knacks. Like, and, like she didn't eat dairy. Yeah, and, like <laughs> very minute details. Like, yeah. oh, why, why, why did he get that cake? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah um, the, I remember the first time I heard that, like I, I was just like on the edge of my seat, like, yo, what's you're about to happen? In. What's yeah, about to happen? Locked in. So I would say y'all should listen to that full record. That is, that's a crazy record. That's probably my favorite record from that album, Let Love. A really good album overall. Yeah. Common's. Common's still doing his thing. Yeah, he really is. And I think he has a really unique style of rapping. He raps like how rap started. Yeah. The, you know, like that very like duck 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 But he, like he makes it very new. He still keeps it modern. He still keeps it interesting. And it's just so great that you you can't ignore it um as his artistry. So yeah, give it up for Common. That was a really dope slide. Yes, uh, sir. What you got for us? Brazen? All right, y'all. So I have an amazing, amazing song. I love this song. It's called Eternal Light. This is by the Free Nationals featuring Chronics. Vibrations indeed. Listen, man. Look, I love that one. Love that one. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those, yeah, I really love that track. It's uh it's coming from the Free Nationals. The Free Nationals are uh Anderson Pack's band. So they're Anderson Pack's band. Anderson Pack and the Free Nationals. Um they're an amazing, amazing group. Um they they got chronics on this. Chronics, if it all don't know, he's a reggae artist. Um so he's coming out of Jamaica. His father was a singer um, as well. And so he's been singing all types of stuff. I really want to hear Chronics and Sir do something. We were mm-hmm. talking about that a little earlier. Because like you it listen to sense. it. Like you, you said when you heard it, you was like, whoa, I thought that was Sir. Yeah, low key. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think they, they would be doing really well together. Uh, they would do really well together. Um, I picked that that song because immediately when I heard it, that 
that guitar line kind of like locked me in. And then right. of course, um, Wade Chronic just kind of like effortlessly just caught caught that caught the wave, caught the vibrations and the frequencies, as he said. Floated. Um, yeah, he just floated. Yeah. Levitated on that one. So I really like that. Y'all go listen to them. Their their whole project is fantastic. Free Nationals, yeah. Yeah, I know the vibes. If you want to hear these slides, past slides, other deep cuts, hit up the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist on all platforms. Send us some slides, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know the deal. Send it. If it's heat, we're going to play it. So that's it, bro. You ready for the board meeting today? Oh, yes. Born ready, baby. All right. Today, we want to discuss forgiveness in music and if it is possible to truly separate Ooh. the art from the person when they do bad things. There are various examples in our culture of people who are absolutely talented artists have made classic music that has sat with us, but they have also made some mistakes, as many humans do. And being on Front Street, being a big figure, you know, who people are looking at every day, you know, it's like one mistake can really just define your career. You know how we talked last week on how once you're Grammy nominated, that sticks with you forever. Yeah. The mistakes you make can also stick with you oh, forever. Course, yeah. And a lot of people have trouble looking past them. And, you know, some people end up picking and choosing what mistakes are okay, what mistakes are not okay. So, yeah, I just wanted to get into that. So, well, what are your feelings on, let's say an artist does something messed up and then they put out a really, really good song. Like, how, does that affect you, your perception of them at all? Like, does, does good music, like, make you kind of okay with the person? Like, how, 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 do, you, how do you work that out? For yourself i mean for me i think i have to take i guess the extreme example in r kelly like i haven't listened to an r kelly song since it came out and since i like saw for myself because i think too often people don't look at full information and don't like take things for themselves right mm-hmm. um and i think there's just certain things that like i listen to i hear and i gotta look into it and automatically because i think it was it was a situation for me like I don't listen to R. Kelly, but I still I do still listen to Michael. And I'm just being honest here. I hope we can have an honest conversation with everything. Yeah. Um and it's like if Michael comes on, I do still I do kind of feel that like, wait, should I be? Like I do. I can't even lie about that. But like I guess I still do listen because from what I you know, the research that I've looked into about the whole situation, that can be a whole aside conversation. Um it's it's conflicting it's conflicting evidence. Mm-hmm. I feel like from that, it's kinda of like, well, what do I do? here yeah um you know and michael's an artist that i love but i you know i don't cite him as one of my major inspirations for life right um when his songs come on i don't necessarily at this point i feel like i've gotten desensitized to to just letting it play right um but yeah r kelly i don't listen to anymore at all um and i loved r kelly like i you you knew the i still know obviously i still know all the words the same girl or anything like that i just i don't listen to it um because i think there's certain things um that I think it's just like, nah, I can't, I can't subscribe to that. I can't get down with that. And I'm okay getting rid of them yeah. um, in my list. I feel like with this conversation, it's really important that we acknowledge our privilege as males. Um, of course. A lot of these, a lot of the people that we're going to end up discussing are men who yes. have been able to continue successful careers despite mm-hmm. the things that they've done. Um, yeah. And, you know, for us, we digest the things that they've done differently than a woman would, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, trigger warnings for anyone who's possibly uh, might be affected by something that we say, we don't want to offend or bring up anything that might, you know, negatively impact you. But, you know, for a woman, 
it's a lot easier to cancel someone like Chris Brown or Sheck yes. West yes. or, or um, Triple X Tentacion or, or Fabulous because like, yes. you know, you, a, a woman, and I presume, I'm not, I, I'm not a woman, so I'm not going to speak for you all, but I assume you feel a lot more connected to the victims in these situations than yes. you would the men. Mm-hmm. But then again, there are also a lot of women who still stand Chris Brown super hard. And yeah, granted, that's... Granted, you know, the Rihanna situation was over a decade ago. But it's fascinating to me. Go ahead and continue. Finish your point. No, that was it. Yeah. So, I mean, I find it fascinating. Um, And I was really reflecting on this because, you know, it's one of our prime examples in the Chris Brown situation of someone who started out great, did something that was very horrible Mm -hmm. um, and something that will be forever a mark on his career, his life, everything. Mm -hmm. But then has still since that been able to kind of rebirth himself yeah. and you know people there's people who are alive who know chris brown that don't even know that happened wasn't around when that happened yeah and he and was I, he was young like, yeah he was, he was really young and, and I, I think that might be a thing to it I, yeah i don't know are we more lenient as a culture to people who um were young when they made these mistakes are we more lenient to them because you know r kelly was a gr- grown grown man and we're like you've shown a history of years and years of years of doing this sort of stuff mm-hmm. you know and i think there's a certain things that we don't have a stomach for, like touching little girls or like, you know, um, abusing, chaining up people and whatever the sort of things that, you know, you can get into without speaking towards details. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think for, I think maybe what aided Chris in his really truthfully an ascent back up was the way that he owned it. I don't know if you've seen his documentary. I haven't. Yeah. He had a Netflix documentary where he kind of discussed in detail, like Mm -hmm. everything just said, we had an abusive relationship. I would hit her. She would hit me, blah, 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 mm. and kind of went through. He said, it was terrible. I should have never done that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And kind of like doesn't make any excuses for it. And you can see how like of a, see how much of a uh, troubled person that he was. Right. And I mean, he is a troubled person, I think, in a lot of ways. And he had a lot of things, that, a lot of baggage that he has to deal with and he's still getting through. Yeah. But um, I think maybe it's because in the way in which that he owned it right. might have aided him. And I don't know. I don't claim to you know know because right. I think it's something that we're still figuring out. I know there's a lot of people like you know Chris Brown has come on and I've been at work and people said he why are we listening to this? He mm-hmm. beats women yeah. type thing. And I'm like, I mean, he beat a woman, but this you know does he beat women? And I, these, these are just things that we think about. I'm right. not I'm not condoning not shooting any bail. To, not, yeah. yeah, not yeah, not um, no justification. None of that. None of that. Got to preface that. Got to say that. I'm yes. not. We're calling spades spades yeah. here. Chris want to be yeah. open and honest. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so it's just really interesting conversation to talk about. But like, yeah, I mean, we talk about people who are consistently have a track record of doing so. Mm-hmm. I think that's really problematic. Yeah. Um. But it's just really interesting because I think this is my question now then. How do we separate the music from the art? Should we be doing that? It's tough. Um, I, I feel like I say this a lot, but it really just depends on the person. I, I can say that I would consider myself a Chris Brown fan. Yeah. Um, it's a difficult conversation to have with people, um, those who aren't and those who you know just choose to not engage with his music at all because of what he's done. Um, I think for me personally, being just doing the work that I've done and getting to know artists and acknowledging that, you know, people make mistakes as youth and they have to grow into themselves and they realize, you know, like you're not untouchable just because you make good music. Um, I am patient with people's growth and their character development. And it appears as though Chris Brown is really doing what he can to be better as a person, you know, being a good father um, to his children. 
not harassing Carucci in her Instagram comments, like things like that. You know, it, it, it seems like he's really trying to just be different. Mm-hmm. And so while the bad things he's done has always stuck with him, you know, it's like, what's the time frame in which we hold those mistakes yeah, against the statute someone? of limitations. Yeah, on it, yeah. exactly. What's that? That might be a good episode title. Um, but so, yeah, I, I really think it depends on the person. I think check West, I, I canceled him very easily. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll admit that no like, stake there. But yeah. I, I was never a big fan of his music. Like exactly when when Mo Bamba blew up, I was like, why? Like why? Why is this a thing? <laughs> and like I haven't really been into anything else he does. So I think just my general disinterest in his music made it easy to be like, all right, he he, he beat Justine. Like all right, so he's he's really a dumb because right. like there's nothing for me to defend him on or to support exactly him for exactly. So yeah, it's 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 all personal. Now, what about artists or people who have from a side of, you know, actually doing things that affecting others, but like have hot takes, like super hot takes, super mm-hmm. aggressive takes. Like, for example, yay, like yay and the whole Trump support, um, slavery is a choice type things, those sort of things. What, how do you feel about that? Like, yeah, that was, that was a tough experience. I've, I've always been a Kanye fan, um, around, around 2018 when, when he dropped yay, you know, I was really just hoping that this was like a really, really poor marketing plan. Like he was using Trump to get yeah. on other people's radars cause he wasn't hot mm-hmm. at the time. And then he continued it even after the fact. And even around the Jesus is King release, like he was still saying Trump's my boy and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's making it very, very hard to be a fan um, and to defend him. And so I don't defend him. I, yeah. I, I wrote a review on Jesus King where I was like, yeah, this is good music, but it feels like a balloon at, at a birthday party. Like what purpose do balloons serve other than looking nice? Like he's giving us this mm. nice, nice looking Christian music mm-hmm. so we can relate on that level, but you're still supporting Trump who's saying crazy things and doing crazy things mm-hmm. to other yeah. people. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm at the point now where, you know, I, I might listen to Kanye. I, you know, if he puts out something good, I'll like it. But like, I'm not going to stand by the things that he's saying and doing because yeah. he do- he clearly doesn't understand the the, the effect he has by co-signing yes. someone exactly. like Donald Trump. Exactly. And I mean, I was in I was in the audience at SNL when he had that SNL rant when mm-hmm. he was doing it, and I mean, it was it was really really interesting. I mean, some of the cast members were sitting there, you know, when he was because he he wore the hat. He was mm-hmm. wearing the hat and he was on stage for the outro. I mean, for the you know the they do like an ending, like everyone thanks for watching the episode type of thing at the end. Yeah, and he he just started you know talking about it, and it was it's a dope. They're playing a dope music outro, and then he just started like going off. Mm-hmm. And Michael Che, who's one of the head like um, head writers there, he's the host of Weekend Update. He's one of the black only black cast members. He just like walked off stage. <laughs> um, Colin Jost followed him too. Like people just like dipped and it was like, man, kind of like Kanye, what are you doing, man? People started in the audience, started booing him. Like it was really like a moment. I'm just like, man, it was hate. Cause like, Kanye was my favorite artist at one point. Mm. And it's just really interesting to see how the things you can say, like you said, how the things you can say can really affect um, other people. Cause I've heard, you know, people look into Trump more yeah. now and say like, wait, if Kanye saying like, should I be considering? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kanye is being Kanye. Let it, let him, let him go. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I think it's a really interesting conversation, but yes, just to wrap it up, I want to say like, we're in no way a stay busy does not condone. None of us personally condone any violence towards anyone. Uh, we just want to have a, a conversation and be honest about some of the things that we, you know, the, 
the dilemmas that we struggled with, especially with artists that we love, mm-hmm. music that we love, I'm as music fans and artists ourselves. So yeah, but we also understand people are human and things are going to happen and people can grow and people can develop. You know, you're not the person that you were ten years ago. Even if the the mistakes that you've made stick with you, you know, can you can grow and you can get better and you can take accountability and you can spread the positive message to other people that you know they should be be acting better. So that's that, that's what we're here for. We're, we're here for character development. We're here for growth because um, we're trying to grow ourselves as men. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Let's get into this bulletin board, good brother. Uh, February 22nd, the legendary, the elusive Lauren Hill at United Palace. You, you should probably go. I don't know if y'all get this opportunity to see her again. So pop out to United Palace, February 22nd. The Millennium Tour for all of the, the, two, the 90s babies who grew up in the 2000s when Bow Wow and Omarion and Pretty Ricky were holding it down. March 6th at Hulu Theater at Madison yeah. Square Garden. Tap in, get your tickets. And we got a very special, special offer for all of our listeners, future listeners. I know y'all be staying busy out there, but why not tell more people about staying busy on the busiest podcast ever? Send us an email at staybusypod at gmail.com or hit our DMs at staybusypod on Twitter and Instagram with what you would like to promote next, whether it's a show, an event, a networking event, a panel. You know, well, we do it all. We're not just music guys. We, we want to provide holistic knowledge about the industry. And so, yeah, send us your promotions and they'll be aired on our following bulletin board segment. Start promoting so you can stay busy. Yeah. yeah. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we got a little special thing for y'all after. (laughs) 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 Y'all not ready for this. So I will say stay safe, stay humble, stay busy. And yeah, just, yeah. Yeah.